Hello and welcome to Brainsteep. I'm your host, Corey Schmidt. Here we nerd out over tea and discuss a full range of topics while sipping our steep. We believe tea is a great medium for contemplation. So sit back, relax, grab a cup of your favorite leaf water, and enjoy. Okay, today I am drinking a tea called Hot Brandy. This is a tea from White to Tea. It's in the form of, um, I think the the tea compression type is sometimes called like a dragon ball um, or it's just a tea ball. It's just like a very large marble size ball of tea. Um Roughly seven-ish grams, I think. And I this may be my favorite tea from white to tea I've tried so far. It is a blend of black and white teas. And there's just something about it that uh, I really enjoy. So we're going to warm up the old guy one. And I think today's episode is going to be fairly short. Um... I don't have too many topics at the top of my mind, but I do have one that I that I would like to discuss. Um, but let's take a little sensory exploration of this tea first. Throw it in this warm guy one. So I used to actually put two or three different teas together, loose leaf teas. Uh, and I found, I think it was, I used to do black and green or black and white. And uh, I'm a big fan of that kind of experimentation where you mix two, two maybe even more than two um, different tea types together and see what type of, uh, what type of uh, smells and tastes you can get out of them that... Uh, you wouldn't be able to get when they were separate. So let's take a look. Hmm. Yeah. Definitely has that. It's really hard to convey in words the the kind of specific. It's a very mellow black tea is maybe the best thing I can say right now. Let me let me give it another. Yeah, just a very mellow black tea on the nose of the dry leaf. Let's go ahead and give it a quick bath. And something I really enjoy about these these sort of single-serving compressed teas from White to Tea is that um, because I'm, you know, because sort of during the brewing process... You're also trying to coax the leaves out in, into fully, you know, unfurled, not no longer a ball of compressed tea leaves um, state. I feel I get more tea out of um, these seven grams rather than seven grams of already loose leaves, which I think makes complete sense, of course. Um, 
but uh, it can be a little annoying too if you're wanting like a really strong cup and you just can't get the dang thing to open up for you. Hmm. Okay, so the wet, the wet is a bit more earthy. And I, <laughs> so I'm certain that this is probably purely subliminal and because it's called hot brandy, I'm getting this, but I swear to you, I get these warm, kind of oaky, sort of, that, that's, I mean, brandy. Like an aged, yeah, like an aged, uh, hard alcohol. I kind of, I kind of get that from this tea. All right, I'm going to let it sit in the guy one with some hot water for a, probably a minute or two. Get this thing hydrated gotta hydrate you gotta hydrate tea's gotta tea leaves gotta hydrate um so it may be a minute before i can actually take a taste and uh convey my thoughts about the tea itself but i've had it i think i've had two of these already and um yeah i really really like this one um so really, the only topic that I wanted to bring up today is on the subject of memory and identity. So maybe I'll break these off into two here um, and focus on memory first, and then kind of jump into into identity. But I think I think I the 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 topic that I want to bring up is, or sorry, the, like kind of the example or why I I um came today with these ideas uh, actually kind of combines the two uh, quite well. And so basically I um, have decided to clean out, I have like three or four boxes of old paperwork. So, you know, bank stuff and business stuff and just all these old records that I used to collect I mean, in a very, like, almost obsessive-compulsive way um, for, like, five or six years, I I kept every single receipt that was given to me at, you know, every single purchase. And I would put them in a pile, and then periodically throughout the year, I would put them in in chronological order now they were already obviously in some some shape or fashion but i would go through each each one and put it in exact chronological order and then at the end of the year i guess or what whenever i would put them all in an envelope and name it the year that those receipts belonged to and so within all of this paperwork i'm going through and trying to um clean up and basically get rid of like 90 percent of it I'm going through these old receipts, which I stopped doing this probably 10 years, more than, yeah, 10, 10 plus years ago, really. So these receipts are around 15 years ago, sort of, sort of those years, 2004, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 
and I'm going through them uh, just to see if there were. I was specifically looking actually for a, 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 just like a handful of receipts on big purchases that I wanted to scan and keep a digital copy of, just f- because they actually had some more significant meaning to me. Obviously, all the receipts of me buying gas and like candy and stuff throughout those years, nothing about that is going to be uh, kept. But um, I wanted to look for these specific purchases on um, game consoles. So I had bought a PS2 and a PSP and a PS3 at different years. um, And I wanted to find those receipts and scan those so I had a digital copy of them at least um, so I'm looking through these receipts and I was having a, a bit of fun you know go you know strolling through memory lane with these receipts being my guide and again chronologically so I'm going through them in a in a chronological order um, and it started to bring back memories. I was like, oh, man, I remember buying that. Or, oh, wow, I can't believe I bought that at this time. I can't, I, I vaguely recall buying it, but I didn't think I bought it, you know, two years before, you know, I thought I bought it years after this. And it it sort of got me thinking about memory and how you ha- your your ability to recall events separately from say um, prompts these receipts were were very much prompts to bring a memory back into focus for me and it just brought up a lot of thoughts about memory and identity and how these receipts essentially were memory recall uh, artifacts in a way. Take a sip of this tea. Definitely needs to uh, open up a little more. Not too much flavor coming, coming out yet. Go ahead and start the second uh, steep while I'm drinking this one. Um... Let me try to give you a note on this one. Yeah, very mellow, very um, kind of like a super mellowed out black tea. And I know a lot of that is coming from the white tea. Actually, it's a, it's it seems to be a fairly aged white tea. Yeah, still not quite getting into the into a lot of the leaf matter, so the the brew is quite weak right now. But I can tell what's uh what's in store for me here. So yeah, let me try and break this down a bit. So I I started thinking I you know I'm going through these receipts, I'm seeing certain purchases, and I'm going wow oh wow I remember that, and. I'm thinking, okay, the memories that these receipts are coaxing out of me, how much of those memories 
you know, what degree of those memories are accurate? How accurate are they? Um, you know, I clearly some of the receipts they they have a very specific date and time, and in that way, it can really solidify a memory to a specific, you know, temporal, uh, you know, degree, a, a certain temporal, um, uh, I don't know, <laughs> uh, you know, it can actually like anchor it, I guess I should say. But the recall of that purchase and of that item and what it means to me, like all of that gets a lot more murky in terms of how, how real, how, how much can I trust that memory? And, you know, bringing those memories back, it's very nostalgic. I'm a, I'm a big fan about discussing that, that sensation of nostalgia. Um, and why some people really strive for it and, and love nostalgia and maybe spend more time uh, seeking nostalgic sensations and feelings. Um, and how that affects your, your, your ability to decide what to do with a memento, right? These are these receipts in a way were mementos. They are mementos. I haven't thrown them away yet, but my goal is to to throw all of them away. And the memories that they have brought back and the and the nostalgia is 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 in a way very much working against that effort. And I find this just fascinating in, in, in that there's a part of me, there's a portion of my brain that is very receptive to the information these receipts contain and w- what that information kind of um, sets off in my brain. Sets off a memory, sets off a sensation of nostalgia. And so that's all working against this uh, other portion of my brain, this other idea of these are useless pieces of paper. They're old. They, they have no bearing on the present or the future. They're taking up space. Uh, and I would like to minimize my possessions, right? Minimize and clean up my position. So this is on this side of the brain. And then over here, I'm going, no, these are, these are recalling memories. And it's, it's reminding me of who I was at those times and how, frankly, little I've changed. (laughs) Like, I think that was the biggest realization. I'm looking through these receipts and I'm thinking, I, I'm the same person. And it's, I, I can't quite exactly tell you why that sensation came up that the the feeling of I'm the same person that I was 15 years ago nothing really has changed here it was just like looking through all those purchases and um kind of going wow you know I I've done this this entire time I again I can't quite put my hand on why you know because my purchasing habits have changed and 
I definitely don't purchase the same things that I purchased back then or, you know, even purchase them in the same way and things like that. But um, I was sort of through these receipts diving into my persona, my, my past self, and that was the realization I had, whether I'm correct or incorrect, right? From an objective observer, maybe they would be going, no, 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 you, you know, you are such a very different person. But in many respects, it told me, you know, going through these receipts, that I'm I'm quite the same person. At least at least different aspects to my personality, to my interests, um, to my like yeah core self. I'll say, uh, really, nothing nothing's really changed. <laughs> so that was another realization. It was the nostalgia that, um, and. Again, the question of, you know, the memories I had and and whether that's actually a good thing to focus on. I, I don't, again, there's a portion of me, I'd say most of me, is against the idea of spending almost any time reminiscing um, and living in the past. I think there's definite benefits with with a certain amount of doing that but i think it is i don't know if i want to say a fallacy but it is a trap to live in that way where you do keep a lot of mementos and maybe you know i don't know if there i'm sure there are probably people that do this but maybe they have a huge amount of mementos and it's like daily or very very often they get these mementos out, whether they're pictures or maybe audio files or so, you know whatever it may video, whatever it may be, that elicits that nostalgic feeling in them, and they're spending a lot of their time recalling memories of the past, which in turn creates this nostalgic sensation, and it's repetitive for them, and they're spending their time in the past now. I've stated this before, you know, I I really can't say that that is objectively a bad thing. That's a, you know, an individual choice, eh, you know, choice, not even real, but <laughs> um, so someone deciding to spend their entire life in the past is from my perspective, at least, you know, if I'm not trying to apply my my subjective experience it's no different than someone that is just always thinking of the future. Nor is it really any different than someone, you know, meditating all the time, um, a monk or someone who is experiencing the present most of their life. Um, for me, personally, I, I seem to have an affinity to living in the present and a lot of time thinking about the future, um, maybe not in the most productive sense but just enjoying these the thoughts of the future um but i sort of i don't want to say recoil but i keep in check to a great degree the amount of time i spend in the past i definitely think about the past i you know i would say every day probably everyone has you know some portion of their thoughts going into the past going into the future staying in the present and I think a goal there for everyone is to come to the conclusion what, or 
kind of answer for themselves what amount of my time, what amount of my experience should I spend in the past, in the future, and in the present. So this all sort of percolated to the top of my mind in, in, when I'm going through these receipts because, in fact, I want to get rid of all of this paperwork and I didn't even really want to go through the receipts, right? I saw all those envelopes and I thought, there is no way I'm going to, first off, scan all these receipts. Like, that was an option. Oh, I could sit here and I could scan all of the receipts so that I had at least a digital copy of all of them. But then I go down the line of thought of, is that really, have you really accomplished much? Have you, have you actually maybe spent even more resources and somehow r- arrived at the exact same location, right? You're going around in circles because yes, you are removing the physical paper from your space, you know, from your, maybe your immediate understanding that it's, you know, over there, but you've just digitized it and made it still accessible, still just as accessible, if not more easily accessible. Um, and placed it in a folder on your hard drive, on your storage medium, in your computer. I feel to a degree that is not really getting rid of the paperwork. You're just converting it and keeping it in a new form. And I have to say, there were plenty of things that I've already scanned, and I have. I've sort of created a new folder on my computer um, and I'm putting a, not a lot, but a number of the old documents, um, old credit card statements that I had, which honestly, really probably just should get rid of, spend no time scanning them and no time looking through them. Mm. This cup is much better. Yeah. This one's starting to pull out some flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Gosh, how best to describe this really other than combination of white, you know, kind of an aged white and black tea. So good. There's something about the combination of what both of those teas give to the cup. So good. And I'm drinking it hot, of course, right now, Gong Fu style, but uh, after the cast here, I'm going to definitely pour some over ice. Um, so those have been my thoughts over trying to accomplish this task recently. And, um, I don't know what the answer is. And I definitely am not, um, clearly accomplishing in a very strict sense, you know, sort of my cleanup of all of this, all all of these old documents. And I don't know, you know, I don't know if there really is a perfect answer to all of this. Um, I think there is some benefit to recalling as best you can some of the past. And I will say, like, um, you know, these receipts, I saved them meticulously and I just went through all of them. And the recall of those past memories, whether they are accurate or not, you know, whether half of it, half of them are accurate and the other half I'm kind of 
creating as I recall, right? The way memory works. Um, it, it sort of has grounded me in who I am and what really has not changed, you know, what has not really changed for me as a person over, you know, a de- well over a decade. Um, because I think we tell ourselves stories constantly each day, every week, every year. And if we don't have mementos to ground ourselves or to take us backwards and recall things that sort of shake up that story, maybe that's not a good idea. So I think you could argue, I think for certain, even though my goal is to clean up all this paperwork, have just one box with mostly all modern, you know, within the last few years paperwork, um, and really have next to nothing from the past, someone probably else could argue to to keep a lot of the old paperwork for periodic... Um, remembrance for periodic nostalgic purposes, perhaps, you know, I could totally see an argument in that direction. Um, and so that's where I'm kind of sitting in my mindset of how much of this should I get rid of? Um, how much should I scan? Because again, the scanning is the part that gets me the most. I'm like, okay, if I can scan it, well, it's taking up next to no space on my on my storage drive and I don't have it in the physical world anymore. And that's great. That feels more clean to me. Um, and yet I still have it as an accessible piece of information. Uh, so that's sort of a happy medium, I guess for me, but at the same time, the amount of time needed needed to scan a lot of the paperwork is beyond what I'm willing to, um, put into the goal. Uh, like I said, all those receipts, there's just no way I'm going to scan all of them because 90% of them aren't, um, you know, I'm going through these piles, right? Hundreds and hundreds of receipts, right? And I would say only maybe 10% of them elicited certain memories, right? Specific items that you buy, you know, the PS2, I'm a, I was always a, a console gamer since I was like 10 years old or something or younger. And so when I recall going and purchasing different consoles with my own money at different times in my life, those are big memories and seeing those receipts and look at, looking at those have quite an effect, but clearly, you know, 20% of the receipts are all like gas receipts and no, I I'm not going to recall any specific time that I got gas unless there was some major event that occurred. And if there was, I've already forgotten it. So, um, most of the receipts are completely devoid of meaning. Um, they're not going to make me recollect anything. Uh, they perhaps then should not be called mementos, right? They're, so maybe really I should say that within this pile of receipts, there are certain certain receipts certain receipts that are mementos that are memory sort of um oh what's what's the word i want to use um the 
crystallization points, you know, like when, when, when you're trying to solidify like water, there's a, there's a, uh, I'm forgetting the term, but they spark a memory and a, a remembrance and that feeling of nostalgia. And so maybe keep some of those. And that's what I did. I scanned maybe like 10 receipts and yes, there are plenty more that had brought back memories for me, but I think it's not worth taking the time and scanning them with just the idea, oh, you know, they'll be in a folder on my computer. I can go back and look at them if I want to. Like, there's, well, and, and think of it this way. I've modified now that memento. I've modified that piece of information because now it's digital and I've added on top of the original purchase and the receipt I received for that purchase with my act of scanning it and digitizing it. So now if I look at that scanned digitized copy of the physical paper receipt, now I feel that perhaps I've removed, if not only added an additional memory of the time that I went through my receipts and picked some out and digitized them. Um, <laughs> I have no clue if this is at all interesting to anyone <laughs> other than myself, but um, that's what's been going through my head with trying to get rid of some of this paperwork. Um, and this plays in, into the idea of identity Hopefully that's been obvious with what I've described, but um, it I feel that perhaps go, doing this, and I have still paperwork to get through, um, and I'm kind of curious, what will that spark? Will I have remembrances of some of these things? Um, and it it could change your identity, right? It could shake up that story that you've been telling yourself for many, many years with sort of artifacts, right? Artifacts from the past that are there to clarify, perhaps to some degree, some of your your misrepresentations of yourself. But also, again, the way that these work, it's not as if it, you know, one of these receipts I pull out and it plays a perfectly recorded experience of that time during that purchase of whatever it was, right? It's simply a, a jumping off point for my brain to go, oh yeah, that was when blah, 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 and you know, yada, yada, yada. So it it's really an interesting for me. I find it interesting in, in how it, sort of can modify your identity um, and really make you question your identity, right? I so, so sort of the last point on these two topics is that I think right now over the last, gosh, it's been probably five, six, seven years now that at least for me, I've noticed it people seem to be getting more and more 
obsessed with their identity, who they are. And perhaps it's just me um, revolting against the norm because I am somewhat of a of a uh, against the grain guy. You know, I like to be a man. I am blanking on the word again. Um, contrarian. I like to be a contrarian. Um, but I'm somewhat obsessed. I I don't want to say obsessed, but I'm focused on not identifying as anything. I, I want to have no identity because the more and more that I dive into psychology and brain science and the nature of reality, I find trying to collect an identity for oneself is a task that has no real answer. There is no one identity to you, and to label yourself as this or that is a very simple, you know, it's a, it's a simple, it's a, it's a generalization, it's a simple method for helping others to, you know, decide how to act towards you or how to see you, but they're, of course, bringing all types of ideas to the table um, when you identify as this or that. And so I don't, I don't find it all that helpful to have a strong identity uh, with one thing or another or as, as something or as something else. I personally find that it's much more effective to just simply state what you focus your time on, what you enjoy. Not that you're, you know, like I used to be, I mean, and I've learned this firsthand through through my own experience, right? I went in high school, I was an absolute, you know, Sony and PlayStation person, like identified with those products, that, that, that culture, I guess you could say. I almost created my own culture around the whole idea. And it was really like looking back, just not sure what was going on. I, I was very highly identified with PlayStation and Sony. I mean, I just to, to a degree that makes no sense to me anymore. Um, and I, it, I don't think it was helpful. Um, it's one way to feel special, I guess. It's, um, it's a way for you to break out from the crowd and be this guy or that girl. But I, I think it's a misrepresentation, perhaps, you know? So even today, right? Like I actually would say, I don't, you know, when it comes to tea, Am I a tea head? Am I a tea nerd? You know, am am I a tea connoisseur? I might I may periodically say that, or someone may tell me that that's what they see me as, and I may not tell them no, 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 that's that's incorrect. But 
I think more more accurately, I'm just someone, which again, that's in itself identif- an identity, right? I'm a self. Um, you know, I'm a human, right? We're already getting there. Uh, that likes tea. That really enjoys tea. I don't necessarily have to call myself a tea guy or a tea connoisseur, a tea aficionado. You could say that, right? These are these are nice simplifications of w- what my identity is, right? Helps people understand what I focus on. So I, it's not that I'm totally against this. I just think maybe focusing on it with with more thought and more time is not the most uh, not the most. Um, I don't want to say product, not the most interesting thing. <laughs> Um, anyway, I think I've rambled on long enough. Uh, this tea is going to have to take another two, three, uh, hot water baths to get itself open so I can have a few more cups. I, I bet I can probably get six to seven more cups out of this ball of tea, which is actually pretty awesome. So quite the value, these compressed, uh, tea balls that I get from white to tea. Anyway, uh, hopefully you gathered something from that. I realize I was rambling on, uh, as I do, but those are just some thoughts at the top of my head today, and I, I am still trying to stick to this schedule I've um, applied over my days. However, I have to say, I've sort of fallen off that train to a degree, and I guarantee you I won't be able to keep schedule in a few more weeks because I actually was offered a job and I've taken the offer. So that is going to really shake up any kind of schedule I had um, planned for the foreseeable future. And so I'm going to have to rework, rework that schedule, Um, which has been sort of a mix of emotions for me. I, I was really gung-ho about um, applying that new structure to myself and I felt I was on on a slow I'll say slow on a slow journey to really grabbing onto that structure and and um, applying it but with this new job clearly most of my waking hours are going to be focused on it and that's going to be a big chunk of my schedule. So I'm going to have to work around that. Um, I still would like to have some time early, early morning, and perhaps in the evening, if I'm up for it, to spend you know structured time on different tasks. And so I think, again, it may take some time to try and really solidify that but I would really, really like to accomplish that. I would feel I would feel much better about myself if I could do something like that. So, anyway, um, if you've listened to this far, congratulations. Um, if you want to join the the Brainsteep Twitch, no, not Twitch. Oh my God, the Discord. Discord server. Um, feel free to go to our site, brainsteep.com, and go to 
us a message or hello at brainsteep.com I should get you uh, a response back we'll bring you into the discord server um, otherwise I hope you're enjoying a good cup of tea and if not go grab yourself a brew and uh, we will chat with you next time <laughs>